Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. GearNetwork.com The following is a presentation of the Gear Radio Network. This is the Listen In Podcast with your hosts, John Cimino and Brandon Goel, here on the Gear Radio Network. And hello, everybody. It's the Listen In Podcast here on the Gear Radio Network. How is it going, my babies? Uh, let's go ahead. Let's get the gallery view going here, finally, so we can actually see Mr. Brandon Gorell right over there. Say hello, Brandon. Hello. I am uh, John Cimino, by the way, the host. You already knew that. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, this podcast uh, is actually brought to you by, powered by, if you will, RepSports.com. Uh, That's right. RepSports.com is our new friend and our new affiliate partner. And on there, you can buy different things like Ray's Energy Drinks. We are powered by Ray's Energy Drinks. That's right. You get the can. You crush the can. Not like this can. This is Genesis Springbok. But you get the can. You crush the can in the morning. Get your pump in. Get your workout going. Get them guns big, baby. And if you go and you put it and you and you put everything through there and you go, you make your purchase online, enter the promo code GEAR, G-E-R-E. Save yourself 15% on your purchase. The link is in the episode description on this podcast. Uh, so go ahead, click that. I'll have banners up on Gear Network soon enough. But uh, again, repsports.com via the Gear Network link in this podcast podcast description. I'm so powered by Rep Energy, Brandon. So powered by Rays. I can't even say it. Say 15%. On today's show, ladies and gentlemen, it's on the fly. Can't lie. I ain't right shit. So uh, we're going to just kind of spitball things back and forth and 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 go with it. So, uh, Brandon, as per norm, man, how the hell are you? Uh, pretty good, man. I'm pretty good. Excited yeah. for uh, some football this weekend again. After last weekend's, like, that was crazy. You get six games in one weekend. Mm-hmm. It was like wall-to-wall football. It was kind of reminded me of like uh, when we were watching the hockey playoffs when there was like five games in a day. It was amazing. Started mm-hmm. at like noon and it would just go into the evening. Right. Uh, it was nice. I, I like Super Wild Card. I, I think that's a. I think that's an idea that should stay. What the, the idea as far as the Super Wild Card is concerned? Yeah. So you, are you talking about expanding the playoff teams in general or keeping it like it is with the one like, by the one by and then yeah the super wild card weekend. I like it. All right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I thought that uh, three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday was, was pretty freaking rock solid. And and we had some really good games uh, on top of that. Uh, so that 
I think worked out a little better than they expected. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see that format, uh, that format stick, but you know what? I, the format on this show is really, it's not sticking today. So how about this? How about we open our first pack of NBA hoops cards right now to start <laughs> us off? Cause I already opened a damn. I mean, thing. that's, that's always a good way. It's a great way to start it. So again, uh, refreshing everybody. I was gifted 1990s NBA hoops gifts, uh, NBA hoops trading cards. And the hope is to try and find the Mark Jackson card with the Menendez brothers. All right. Uh, Okay, so right now I'm I can tell you right now all of these I'm glad I am glad I am so glad I brought out a third pack because memory Brian Shaw, David Robinson, Reggie Miller, LaSalle Thompson, Scott Skiles, Kenny Smith all doubled. Booze. Terry Teagle was not. Mm. Uh Nick Anderson, John Bagley. Where's the olden Polynesian card? John Paxton, he's not a he's not a double. Paxton's a double. Is he a double? Yeah. Is Horace Grant a double? Hogo is not though. Yeah, I was gonna say Hor- yeah. Hor- I don't think Horace was. Uh, Horace Clyde the Glide snitch. is a double here. Jack Haley, <laughs> Dry uh, Snitch, Petrovic, Horace Grant, and Mel Turvin. So we just opened. We oh, we started and we opened and got Horace Grant out of it. So right. not Mark Jackson. We got Goggles. two pack. We got two packs left. So uh, we'll we'll. We'll open those a little bit later on, but all right. Um, first things first. Today's news. Speaking of sports, Urban Meyer branding your boy, one yes. of the most. Uh, Why is he my boy? Huh? Everyone that I hate is my boy. That's right. You I don't. Understand, I don't understand that. You understand? That's the gimmick, man. That's just no. The thing. That's no. like I, when in the beginning when I called you TV Brandon Gorrell. That, that that works with me and you though. Everyone else is like, oh, he likes Urban Meyer. That's no, weird. Well, no, the joke is I say your boy, and then say whomever your boy really isn't, and then your yeah. disgusted look and your acknowledgement that he is not your right. boy gives it away that he is not your boy. I guess it helps now. Asshole. What's that? I guess that I guess that helps now that we have video. Right. Yes. It definitely helps now. On air. Yeah, so do, so word of the wise. Go back, go back a few years <laughs> in the archives and just listen to the just audio, and then you can go ahead and, and think of that. Uh, think of that there. But uh, anyways, the mashup uh, of my boys. Urban Meyer, after many, 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 many years of constantly being rumored to go to the NFL, is headed to the NFL. Uh, 56 years old, and he won national titles in 2006 and 2008 with the Gators and 2014 with the Ohio State Buckeyes, which uh, <clears throat> Ohio State sucks. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> I'm looking at this picture with Urban Meyer, in the, and it's got Dwayne Haskins in the background, and Dwayne Haskins looks like one of the Fat Albert kids, man. Like <laughs> He just looks like mush mouth or... I don't know, man. He just looks ridiculous in this picture. So it does not uh, appear that I have. I, I can't see if there's any details here on the but deal. As deal on the deal. Yeah, I don't know what the deal was. Uh, it was supposed to be. It was rumored he wanted like a a lot of money. I would think because um, he retired twice. Because of health, yeah, this, this health uh, reasons, heart problems, and and his family. So yeah. I, I guess I, you know, with somebody that has scandal history, at Ohio State, why the hell are you going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, it's scandal know. at Ohio State. That heart fucking issue is bullshit. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's you know, you just be like, oh, my heart's better now. <laughs> yeah, your heart, heart's better, and you're going to a harder job. You know, uh, changing yeah. around, tasked with changing around the fortunes of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He does have the number one overall pick, which will be Trevor Lawrence. He Trevor Lawrence. So he's basically he's got his quarterback now. He's building his system. He's getting. Uh, he's, they don't have a bad team around it. They have. They have definite need at quarterback. Um, they've got a couple of good wide receivers. They've got some good defenders, um, but they're very young. The whole team's very young. Um, so I think it's a good move to bring someone in like a Urban Meyer for that team. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think getting Trevor Lawrence was probably like, the decision like that that's that's the that's the decider right there like if they were drafting second or third i don't think he takes that job um so uh, it, it's a good move and i don't think that jacksonville is as bad as their record indicated um they were close in a lot of games i mean they they were close with green bay <coughs> excuse me um they've had they had some close games this past year um and you know, quarterback was a definite weakness. Uh, I know your boy Gardner Minshew, who you uh, you, you liked a lot, but he he just wasn't the answer there. I mean, no, he he was not the answer there, unfortunately, and that's too they, bad. They, I mean, you look at their schedule though. Like this past season, they beat the Colts the opening week, and it was their only win. Uh, but then they lost the Titans by a field goal. They got hammered by the Dolphins. They lost to the Bengals by a touchdown. Then they got beat down pretty bad by the Texans and Lions. But then they lost by 10 to the Chargers, 2 to the Texans, 4 to Green Bay, got smoked by the Steelers, lost by 2 to the Browns, 3 to the Vikings, smoked by Tennessee the second time, smoked by the Ravens, smoked by the Bears. Like that was those three weeks right there were like, okay, the Jets won. <laughs> it's time to go in the tank mode because they just they just F themselves. Um, and then the Colts game, you know, 28, 14 was the final score in that last week, but the Colts needed to get in. Um, but I mean, you've got James Robinson, they're running back. He, you know, rushed for over a thousand yards this year with a not so good team. Uh, DJ chalk jr. Is a, is a pretty good wide receiver. Um, you know, on defense, they've got some guys like, you know, they still got Schobert at, at a linebacker who's still playing really well. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a team that has a lot of young guys. Um, they've made quite a few draft picks the last couple of years and, and they're not like, they're not terrible draft picks, you know, like they've got uh Cheneau, That's another guy that was playing really well. Um, he had a little bit of injury issues um, in the middle there, but he, you know, he still played 14 games, still got, you know, almost 60 receptions and 600 yards with no quarterbacks. I mean, they were going with Glennon. They went with some rookie, uh, Jake Luton, <laughs> and then they had Mike Glennon, and then they had Gardner Minshew for the other nine. And Minshew's numbers, it wasn't terrible. I mean, he <laughs> threw for 2,300 yards or 2,200 yards, sorry. Um, 16 touchdowns, five picks, but he got sacked 27 times. That was kind of a problem. Um, you know, overall, he wasn't terrible, but he wasn't going to win them any games either. Well, yeah, I, I don't know how much of that was him or how much of that was um, was the coaching there. Yeah, I mean, Doug Marone was not when, a good coach. When you when you look, you're looking at Minshew's career totals thus far. 
So yeah, 37 yeah. touchdowns and 11 interceptions in two seasons. And that's really not bad. All things considering when you, no. when you compare him to this other person that I, I have up here through his first two years, he threw 30 touchdowns and 21 interceptions. Do you know who that person is? I know you're going to say it. Who? Is it Joshua Allen? It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen, uh, through his first two years, statistically not as not, good as not Gardner as good Minshew. as Gardner Minshew, at least in the passing forefront. So I, I don't, yeah, but I don't I, think I, Gardner I, Minshew was going to have a breakout third season where he was going to be in the MVP category. No, 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 no. That that is well, <laughs> I, you don't know. We don't know because he's not there yet. Uh, he's gonna be he's entering not. his third season. He's not. He's, he's not going to be given that chance now that Trevor Lawrence is going to be there. But what a dynamic that's going to be in Jacksonville, man. You know, you have your starting quarterback, presumably will be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Um, and then the polar opposite is his uh, Gardner Minshew, the hippie over there. <laughs> I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I don't know, man. Like, I like Minshew, but he just doesn't do stuff that really, I don't know, that like, that really dazzles you, that really like, Okay, that guy's gonna, you know, like his deep balls are not great. Um, I don't know, his completion percentage is kind of low. Sixties is sixties is not great. Um, he takes a lot of sacks, which means he holds the ball too damn long, which means he's not doing a good job making reads. Um, so I don't know. I mean, again, they're not gonna pass on Trevor Lawrence because hey, well, maybe Gardner Minshew will have a great third well, season. No, like, and and if the Jets were in the number one overall position, they would have drafted Trevor Lawrence as well, yeah. regardless of whether or not they have Sam Darnold. So I don't think any team was not gonna draft Trevor Lawrence. Probably one. not. Probably not. If Green Bay had the number one pick, they would still pick him. Yeah. So. I mean, uh, you know, it, it's he's, it, he's like the Andrew Luck. Like he's, you're just not gonna pass on that guy. For for me, for me as a Jets fan being this close, you know, to, I know. To that I, I know. It's you know what though? It's still a little better. I hope you guys uh draft Devontae Smith. Like you really, really, really should. That would it, well it, all indications are there intending on keeping Sam Darnold, so yeah, you might as well. I get Smith. I mean, you get that kind of a playmaker on your team, that changes a lot of your offense. Right, right. Um, Look at, I mean Stefan Diggs with the Bills. Change yeah. that offense dramatically. This kid is uh, he's he's ridiculous though. Like he kind of made his coming out party at the national title game um, against Georgia, um, and you know made the the game winning touchdown. And you know it was kind of his coming out party, but like he was like fourth on the depth chart like two years ago. Yeah. Like, and then this year he sets all kinds of records and he wins the Heisman like one of the rare receiver Heismans that are out there and his numbers were just insane. I mean, that, that national title game alone, like you, you can look at the national title game and go, okay, that was a fluke. But then you look at his numbers for the whole season. You're like, no, <laughs> that wasn't a fluke the guy had like 26 touchdowns this year. It's like, it's insane. The, the kind of numbers that dude put up um, this entire season and to have it like, you know, to, to have it just be that good in a first half. Like I really bummed out that he hurt his hand, he jammed his finger, like dislocated it in that game. Because if he didn't dislocate his finger, oh man, I can't imagine like 
to see a wide receiver get like over 300 yards receiving. Yeah, that would be national title game. It wasn't like they were playing suck state. Like, Hey, we're playing, you know, Joe's school of the blind where like you're, you're running up the scoreboard and run up stats. I mean, you were playing the national title game and this guy put up those numbers. It right. Was, right. It's, if the jets don't draft him, I mean, you might want to just find a new franchise to root for. I'm, 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 I've they never, go, we're going to draft an offensive lineman second. I, I tell you, I, I've never been closer to leaving the fan base to leaving the org. Uh, if you get Devonte Smith, they, it, it, I'm telling you that could be a, a franchise turning. I, oh, I don't disagree with you because he's going to get bigger and stronger too. Right. Like, and then you, but you've also got on the other side would be Denzel Mims. Right. You got uh, those two he, guys with Darnold. You built up your line a bit last year. You mm-hmm. beefed it up. You know, I mean, they could do it. They could they could make a huge turnaround with something like that and, you know, a little more depth in their draft too. But they have to go with number two with Devontae Smith. I, I, mean, I would. I would. Be the one. But I was hearing all this stuff before that game, like, oh, they're going to draft uh, Justin Fields. I'm like, don't draft Justin Fields. Like, I have... I am never, ever going to be sold on Ohio State quarterback. Um, they play great in college. They don't do shit in the NFL. Like Terrell Pryor became a wide receiver. That's how bad right. he ended up being. Right. Um, you know. Cardale Jones Dobbins. got benched in the XFL. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins. Cardale Jones. Cardale Jones was an anomaly, though. He had that one good game because he came in for Dobbins. Yeah, he came in. Dobbins for- was hurt. Yeah. And then he parlayed that into a higher draft pick because he had a big arm. Um, but like you look at some of the other quarterbacks, like uh, Haskins. What's this? Haskins. Haskins is another perfect example of mm-hmm. it. Like I, I just like the discussion. I think Fields is better. I think Fields is better, but I honestly don't think he should be even the second quarterback taken in that draft. Um, you know, like I said, he had a good game against Clemson. Uh, after having kind of an up and down year this year, mm-hmm. but he still has that issue with the one read where he kind of stares down his one target. And then like, it's either he's going to run or he's going to, you know, just throw the ball away. Um, he, he definitely needs to improve that. I mean, I think he's better than some of the guys that I just mentioned, but at the same time, like I just don't trust Ohio state quarterbacks. Um, it's kind of like USC quarterbacks. Like the only quarterback that came out that actually like mattered and like was worth a damn was Carson Palmer. I mean, Darnold, the book's not closed on that guy yet, but like, you know, if you, like ask, Matt if you Leinert, ask a certain portion of the Jets fan base, Leinert. it is. The, uh, Matt Leinert was a good example of just not being a good, you know, quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, it's like, I don't know. I, if the Jets don't draft Smith at two, uh, the only thing that would be worth it is that they could trade for like a playmaking wide receiver and like two first round picks. Like it just, I, I cannot see them passing on him because if they pass on him, he's going to Miami and Miami's going to be fucking loaded. Yeah. Um, absolutely. absolutely. And it's so, but I don't know. Again, uh, we're still in the, the Jets are still in, in the search for a new coach. <laughs> the goddamn Jets. I don't know, man. It's just the goddamn Jets. It's what it's. That's well, what they uh, they interviewed twice. Uh, Robert Sala, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Robert Sala, and then um, uh, what's his name? The Eric Arthur, Arthur something from um, tight uh, from the Tennessee Titans. Oh yeah. I'm I'm kind of hoping for Sala, honestly. 
I, well, I, Sal is a defensive guy, though. That's the it doesn't problem. matter. It doesn't matter. I, 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 does. At this point, at this point, I don't care if it's an offensive or a defensive guy. I just want somebody that's competent. Uh, I want a competent head coach. I, and if it, and if I just don't know how competent he is, though, he's kind of a fucking nut. Like he reminds me of Mike Singletary. Remember how fired up and crazy Mike Singletary was, and then mm-hmm. he took over the 49ers job. Yeah, he but turn that crazy down. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, he like, dropped his pants in front of Fern and Davis. Yeah, like I just, I don't know. Like, I, I can't, I can't see a bunch of guys like on both sides of the ball getting like, like I, I, I could see, especially if they aren't winning, that act where he's screaming and yelling and waving his arms and like chomping all over the place. Like, I can see that getting real old and real quick with players, especially when you're coming to a team that has not been winning. Um, I just, I don't know, man, like right now, the way the league is uh, offensive guys are kind of like, that's what people are looking for. I mean, they're looking at the, the Sean McVay's and the, the Matt LaFleur's and, you know, the Andy Reid's are like all offensive gurus. Um, yes. But I mean, you also, but you look at the playoff picture now and, you know, you've you've got Buccaneers Saints, both the defensive guys in, in there. Ravens Bills, both Buccaneers. Guys. Buccaneers? No. Bro, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking. You know what? I'm thinking of Bulls uh, being the defensive coordinator. Yeah, he's their coordinator. You've got but Peyton, you know Raven, got Ravens Bills. McDermott's yeah. a defensive guy, and look at him. Yeah. So is Harbaugh. Right. But the guy that's running the Browns right now is not. Either Kevin, is Andy Reid. Kevin Kevin Stefanski. Uh, Andy Reid's not. Matt LaFleur is not. McVay's not. McVay's an offensive coach, and he's got the number one defense in the league. Uh, You've got McVay. You've got LaFleur. And then you look over on the other part of the NFC, you've got Peyton and Arians. Like, all offensive guys, except for those two that you mentioned. I mean, those guys are the – look at what happened to Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's defensive guy, defense, defense, defense. Look what he's doing with that offense. He's got one of the best receivers in the league in DK Metcalf. He's got one of the top maybe 15, 20 receivers in the league in Tyler Lockett. He's got one of the top five, maybe maybe six, depending on who you're arguing about, uh, quarterbacks in the league. Like, And they're not scoring. Like They were junk. They were junk against the Rams, and, and I think that that's a problem. And then you listen to, to uh, Pete Carroll say that he wants to kind of get back to basics with the offense and get you know start running the ball again. It's like running the ball is nice, but that better include a dynamic passing game off of it because if you can't get that run going and you're going to throw Russell Wilson for you know play-action pass, that's they don't respect the run they're coming after Wilson on that play action pass. And that's why he's running for his life half the time, because on a play action pass, you block like you're running and then you you pass block. But by then guys are already by him and they're already after Wilson. I just don't, I don't know if it's the best move for the jets to grab somebody like that, who is going to be that in your face, that fucking nuts. Um, it, It works great. If you're coaching just the defense, and you're just yelling at the defense and you're getting those guys all fired up because defenders are a different animal. Mm-hmm. Those guys are fucking animals anyways. Their whole thing is getting fired up and getting after somebody. Where in your offense, 
offense, you got a lot of, you got a lot of personalities on offense. Like those guys are not quite, you know, like they're not into the whole rah, rah shit. Like mm-hmm. they want X's and O's. They want to know like, okay, what's our scheme? What's our scheme going to be? I mean, if Salah comes there, he better bring like, you know, one of the top offensive coordinators in the league. Otherwise you're going to be toying around in the basement with, you know, vanilla offense, but you're going to have a really great defense. And that's kind of like the Todd Bowles era. Like Todd Bowles had pretty good defenses and then didn't do shit on offense. Even Rex Ryan. I mean, you know, they, they got to the playoffs those years because of their defense. Well, they, um, I mean, their offense, those two years too, were the, were also largely built by Eric Mangini. So right. they were Mangini leftovers that were there. Yeah. And they were, and he did just enough on offense because he did so much with the defense mm-hmm. that their defense became like a top five defense and that was carrying them. But then when it came down to, oh, we're facing the number four defense, <laughs> the offense kind of looked like shit and then they would be all done. Right. Um, right. So I don't know, man. Like uh, I would really like to, I, 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 my personal hope for the Jets is that they can somehow find a way to convince Eric Bieniemy to come there. Um, I think that he's a really, really solid uh, candidate. I also think a Byron Leftwich would be a good candidate too. Uh, he's so? a coordinator in um, Tampa. I know that they're. they're I know offense. they're waiting on um, a lot of a lot of the the talk, like bringing in the for a second interview or whatever yeah. uh, for Bienemy and um, uh, Brian Dable. Um, they're still playing. Yeah. They're still, you know, they're still in the playoffs. So it's hard for them to break away. Playoffs. From, you know, those guys, uh, you know, their teams to go interview for another team and much yeah. less one in the same division as one of those, you know, one of those teams. So, um, I do, I did read that they were very high on Dable though. So, and he's a uh, coordinator for Buffalo. Buffalo. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, and I'd be very careful with that because, you know, they're saying that Brian Dable resurrected his career this year with his offense, but how much does that have to do with the personnel? Like right. how much of that had to do with Josh Allen making that leap? How right. much of that had to do with Stefan Diggs coming to the team? Right. Um, and, you know, having, having that second year with Cole Beasley and having Brown is like your third Which, option. Speaking of Cole Beasley, do you see him spitting bars? I did. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> if the Bills make the Super Bowl, he needs to do the halftime show. Yes, him on the weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, you know, again, it's like Brian Dable's been around and hasn't had, he's had kind of like tepid success. Uh, it's hard to say like, okay, let's give that guy the job. Like, what, you know, how much is that is to do with his personnel? Like, Maybe he's one of those guys that can write pretty decent X and O's, but the execution, you know, I mean, it's always up to the players, but like sometimes the players can make you look better than you are. Right. Um, and sometimes you're there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of examples of that. In- yeah. And there's, there's the schemes also with the, the coaches who aren't willing to adapt. A perfect example is, is Mike McCarthy, mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy coached green Bay and he had that offense humming like it was you know one of the top offenses of every year Mm -hmm. won a super bowl you know resurrected Favre's career 
after the Super Bowl, they went almost undefeated, you know, and they fizzled out in the playoffs because they had no defense, but he got them to a couple of championship games. But each year the offense got less sharp because he never changed his offense and the league caught up to it. Right. So there was no creativity. I mean, coaching matters. I mean, you brought, you got rid of Mike McCarthy that season, didn't do a whole heck of a lot on the offensive side of the ball added some, you know, key pieces on the defense to make it a little better. And you took a six, six, nine and one team and turned around to 13 and three. And then it, just to show it wasn't a fluke, they did it again the next year, but even better at 13 and three. Um, it, it matters hiring a good head coach. Um, scheme just doesn't, it, it isn't all just scheme. I mean, a lot of the people that were, you know, saying, oh, I don't know about this Matt LaFleur guy. I don't know if he can handle Rodgers. He was the perfect guy to handle Rodgers. Right. Because he had so much belief in his offense that he was able to convince Aaron Rodgers to believe in his offense. Okay. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm very skeptical on, on especially a losing team that has, you know, a lot of youth and less success on the offensive side of the ball having some raving lunatic defensive coordinator come in there <laughs> and start running the team and scare the can shit you out imagine of him? Like, can you imagine like Darnold throwing a bad pick and this guy fucking storming around the sidelines and then grabbing him when he comes over and starts yelling at him and shit. Like I, I just, I, I can't see it. I can see it with an, a defensive guy. Cause their defensive guy is going to get pissed and he's going to get fired up and he's going to go kill somebody. Mm-hmm. Darnold is going to go out there and he's either going to overthrow somebody or he's going to get too fucking scared in his head, but he's going to yell at it again. And then he's going to fucking throw another interception. You're going to see ghosts again. The guy's going to be throwing <laughs> headsets and kicking tablets and dumping yeah, water bottles. At that, and, at that point, I, I don't know, be- man, I've watched the guy and he's fucking nuts. Like he's a good defensive coach. But again, like how much of that is the personnel he has? Like he had really good personnel in in, in uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. um, until they got all injured this year, right? Um, but I don't know. I, all right, I, I, a lot of well, Jets talk here. Team that's we'll not see, even in we'll the playoffs. Yes, yeah, so enough enough Jets talk. I mean, we could have started and left it at Adam Gase is still fired from the New York Jets, and that would have been a happier <laughs> story. But uh, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we will talk. A divisional round weekend. Two on Saturday, two on Sunday. We'll talk about a little bit about all of them. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take a ride.
What's up, Rock Soldiers? This is Robbie Vegas coming at you from the All Bets Are Off podcast. If you are into horror movies, the paranormal, professional wrestling, or music, this is the place for you. We're bringing you the latest and greatest interviews in all of the above music, horror, and, of course, professional wrestling. So tune in on the Gear Network. Check out All Bets Are Off. Rate us, like us, subscribe to us, leave us your comments, tell us what you think, and we'll catch you soon on the All Bets Are Off podcast dropping every Sunday. What's better than free money? How you choose to spend it. Open a CQ checking account and get $250 to spend freely. And that's not all this credit union offers. Do your banking, build credit, and invest in your future. Visit secumd.org today. At noon. Breaking news, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at NY Jets on Twitter, quote, we've reached an agreement in principle with Robert Salah to become our head coach. <laughs> Brandon, uh, the first half of the fucking podcast is already outdated. What the fuck, dude? Oh, there goes your hope, man. Uh, I, I mean, I like the guy. I, I like. I just guy. went over his shitting all over the guy, but uh, I don't know. I, I'm laughing at uh, Charles Barkley's quote here. That said, K- "KD went from the Splash Brothers to the Dribble Brothers." <laughs> Someone posted a thing last night too, with um, playing NBA 2K, and it had Harden on the team. <laughs> it showed Kyrie doing all these dribble handles behind his back and everything. And then he fakes a shot and then he passes to KD. KD gets the double team, passes to Harden. Harden sits there and dribbles again and then passes to Kyrie, who dribbles some more and then throw it to KD with three seconds left on the shot clock. And he just fires <laughs> up the shot. I was like, yeah, it's going to be. I looked at that trade too and I'm like, is anybody there to play defense? Because none of those three. Are gonna play defense like three-year starting five. Well, I'm telling you here. Here's the. Uh, gonna have to score 150. All right. So, the Jets uh, again have agreed in principle for Robert Sala, the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator for the past four seasons, to become their head coach. He will become the 20th head coach in franchise history and their 18th coach appointed to take green and white's reins before the start of a new season. Under Salah's direction in 2020, San Francisco had a top 10 defense in total yards. They were fifth. Uh, rushing yards, seventh. And passing Official yards. Jets won, too, so it's not like it's a, you know. No, this is the New York Jets. I'm, I'm reading it directly from NewYorkJets.com right now. Definitely hired him. All in right. 2019, San Francisco finished second overall in the league in total defense and first in uh, 281.8 yards per game allowed. It was the best by the team since 1997 and first in pass defense with 169.2 passing yards. Yeah, it's um, So, Coach Salah, baby. He's going to scare the shit uh, out of San Francisco. You know as long as he doesn't, you know, blow the the second pick and go with some defender, uh, and then just leave that leave that cat there, but like, good luck defending him for the next uh, ten years while he's uh, playing for the Miami Dolphins. Because if you don't draft him, the Dolphins will. And I'm telling you right now. Um, <laughs> now, of course, all of my alerts are coming through now on the you know because because I work for the New York Jets apparently, but yeah. uh, <laughs> all the alerts are coming through. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you're right. Um, 
I hope he doesn't mess up the second pick overall. I jinxed it, man. I jinxed it. But you did. All that, all that smack talk about him. <laughs> well, uh, kind of. It does kind of suck for Eric Bieniemy because uh, you've heard so much about him and you know what you, they think he could have done for the offense and stuff like that. He'll 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 get a head coaching job. There's others available. Who? Wouldn't be surprised to see him in Detroit. Who? Matt um, or Eric Bieniemy? Oh yeah. Detroit yeah, didn't hire anybody. There's one team that I think that everyone's going to stay away from, mm. and that's the Houston Texans because they are a oh yeah, mess. they're a drama mess, but they are in salary cap hell too. Like yeah, there is like no redeeming thing about it. Um, there's no re- there there's no there's nothing there. Like you go there, you're in cap hell. You don't have first and second round picks. No. Yeah, that's bad. That's a bad thing. Maybe Freddie Kitchens will get a do over over there. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> no bandwagon fans in Duval. If you weren't a fan of us at one and fifteen, don't be a fan at four and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> it's a oldie. It's a oldie but goodie there. Um, I'm surprised nobody hired Jeff Fisher to be seven and nine. All right, let's see. Uh, I've got pack number two open, Brandon, and uh, we are to the point again. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, Vlade Divac, uh, they are uh, they are duplicates. That much I, I know. Cliff Robinson, however, is not, though. So we got Cliff Robinson's rookie card right here. We did get that one. Remember, we talked about him passing away just recently. Cliff Robinson we did? Yeah, yeah. Cliffy, B, Cliffy just, just passed away recently, and we talked about it. Oh, when we did that card. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. Oh, here we go. This one's this one's Olden Polonese of the Seattle uh, basketball team, Seattle Supersonics. Uh, Mike Woodson, Johnny Dawkins, Joe Dumars, Purvis Short. All right. I think we may have to scrap this NBA trading card segment now <laughs> because. <laughs> I'm getting all dupes, man. Uh, so instead of the third trading card segment, let's move over to our new segment. Uh, I, hold on. There, I, I'm not understanding this comment. This is one Jamokes made. Uh-oh. Uh, it says Jets are hiring, you know, the 49ers coordinator, Robert Sala. And this one dude, he uh, comments, Jets got a good one and Matt LaFleur for OC. I'm like, Matt LaFleur is going to leave Green Bay. <laughs> To be your he means Mike LaFleur. Okay. His brother. Okay. That would make more sense. Yeah. That's I'm like, that doesn't make any which, sense. Which if that's the case, that's a good move. Yeah. I would I would take him as OC there, you know. But but yeah. yeah. I think uh honestly, depending on what on what it uh on what it is, Darnold, you know, I still think Darnold is redeemable. So I think so too. And I and I think that people that were so quick to dismiss them. Uh, I think they were, I think they were really being stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm hopeful that uh Salah can just let the offense do their thing and then just scream at the defense all day. <laughs> right. Right. That's, you know what? And that would be, that would be a wonderful thing, but all right, Brandon, uh, we're, we're going to debut the new segment that we stole completely from a completely different podcast. Uh, but we're not going to name it that. It's not going to be as good. It's probably not going to be as good. Uh, I'm not, but I'm not, uh, we're going to try. So 
this is this is a bit uh, called uh, that was originally called headlines on another podcast. Uh, yeah. On on Get Ready America, we called it news you may or may not be able to use. Uh, yeah. So here I'm going to say it's news. So news. Brandon, <clears throat> you pick the you pick the articles. So pick I the pick headlines. Two. You say them. I don't know what they are. Um, you say it, and we'll we'll just kind of spitball and go from there. Again, this is the on the fly podcast here. So uh, so this one away, is man. kind of a this one's kind of a follow up to one of those uh, earlier headlines that had me kind of laughing, and they were supposed to check in. Uh, you know, once the uh, once the once it was official, once the election happened, um, and I don't remember them following up, but uh, there was a, there was an election in Nambia local council elections in Nambia uh, that just elected a new uh, new person uh, to be in there. And his, uh, his name is Unona Adolf Hitler. Unona Adolf Hitler? Yes, his name is Unona Adolf Hitler. Where is this, Where is this, this again? This is in Nambia. In Nambia? Yes. He uh, he won the election and says he has no plans for world domination. <laughs> he was given he, the unfortunate name by his father. His father gave him this name, but did not realize who Hitler was and what he stood for. Okay, because they are they are a poor I mean, nation. I guess given that country, um, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. He's fifty four. How, how, how did he run, Brandon? What was his campaign slogan? Uh, I'm not Hitler. Is it was a slogan. I don't know. Whatever it was, it was good because he was 54 years old uh, in the town of Upanja, uh, which is in the north of the north part of the country of Nambia. Uh, he scored 85% of the vote. Uh, getting 85% on anything um, that's maybe not a spelling or math test. Uh, is is pretty big these days. You can't get more than usually like fifty one to fifty two percent. I just, I just, uh, I just brought up the picture. <laughs> this dude looks like he hates the fact that he's got Adolf and Hitler in his Yeah, name. yeah, yeah. He, he looks he like definitely he absolutely is not a happy. It's a perfectly normal name for me when I was a kid. He said it Adolf wasn't until Hitler. I grew older that I realized that this man wanted to subjugate. The whole world and killed millions of Jews. <laughs> man, man, oh man. The fact I have this name does not mean I want to conquer Ohana, which is the local region. <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm striving for world domination. Nah, I. <sighs> he won his election by 1196 votes. Okay. Did they stop the count at a certain point or? Uh, I don't know. No, He's 85%. All right. Um, so that's your first headline. Well, you know what? You know what? Uh, Congratulations, Hitler! You go, you, you go there. Uh, Hitler's making a comeback. Hitler's making it, making that comeback. <laughs> Everybody loves a good comeback story, um, except for you know. Here's one uh, for you right now. Um, this one is a. This is a. This has to do with Brexit. Uh, a lot of complicated things happening with Brexit. Um, you can't do certain things, um, you know, because once you leave the EU. Uh, there's, there's new rules that happen when you go from one place to another. Um, so this man was leading, he was leaving, uh, Great Britain and he was going to the border, 
uh, the Dutch border. Okay. And this man was pulled over at the at the stop, and he <laughs> he had some some items that were seized, uh, which were illegal now due to Brexit. Okay. Um, so this uh, this were they were basically confiscated and destroyed. Okay. Uh, there's EU rules that say you cannot bring meat and dairy from outside the block. So this man okay. had two ham sandwiches <laughs> confiscated <laughs> at the border. <laughs> They're neatly wrapped in tin foil. And they says, do you have any meat on all the bread or not? <laughs> he says, yeah. Okay. <laughs> then we take them all. So they took all of his sandwiches. <laughs> they just... The driver asked, can you just take the meat off the bread and, or, and leave me the bread? But is informed, everything's going to be confiscated. Welcome to Brexit, sir. I'm sorry, says the smirking border control <laughs> official at the Hook of Holland. The footage is believed to have been recorded last Wednesday, the January the 6th. The UK and EU finally negotiated a trade deal at the end of last year, meaning the rules have now changed. People traveling from non-EU countries into the bloc are not allowed to bring meat or dairy products with them. The rule is in place to guard against the potential of spread of animal diseases such as foot and mouth and swine fever. Uh, travelers carrying undeclared meat and dairy can be fined or prosecuted under the new rules, which warn that any such products will be confiscated and destroyed. A limited amount of fruit and vegetables and honey and fish is allowed. Mm. The ham sandwiches were destroyed at the board. Had a few of those. Yeah, yeah. Figured you would know that one. Wondered, wondered if uh, he carried. Um, in, in I had better headlines wonder, next week. I wonder if he uh, carried, uh, in addition to that, uh, not golf not digest sandwiches, but uh, you know, maybe a couple cans of pork and beans. But oh, uh, maybe a golf digest. A golf yeah. digest. That's right. That's what he's reading at the time. <laughs> oh man, what a fucking shitty time of my life that was um all right <laughs> divisional round weekend brandon f yes yes folks it was an inside joke between brandon and i right there you just <laughs> witnessed it right there hence the look on my face and the yeah. silence it's nothing as fun and playful as your boy right. well yes yes my see but yeah but the whole that's your a different boy, inside your boy thing that's like a that's like a group group thing with the listening audience the viewing audience and and you and i uh you know the ham sandwich thing that's <laughs> that goes back that goes back some time almost two decades there <laughs> um all right brandon saturday big saturday uh for those of us here uh in the gear network just in general um green bay hosts the la rams at 435 on fox and then following that on nbc the ravens go to buffalo yeah big 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 week so let's talk about your team the packers first my man um power football index has of course the nation picking uh green bay over la by a percentage of percentage points of 65.1 percent uh to 34.9 so the nation uh, agrees with you of course um taking the packers over the rams uh brandon Talk this one up for me here. Um, what do you see? Uh, is this going to be more about Aaron Rodgers in the offense or 
LA Rams and the defense. Like if the Rams win, is it going to be because of their defense? Uh, It's the only thing that it's going to be. It's going to be their defense. Their defense has to slow down Green Bay. Otherwise they have no shot. They're going to get blown out. I'm Um, looking at their, their season, the season leaders, just you break down the season leaders here. mm -hmm. And this is a very, very, this is a very telling stat line here. So I'm going to go through this here. Um, Passing. Aaron Rodgers, 32 of 526, 4,299 yards, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions. Mm-hmm. He faces off uh, the other side, Jared Goff, 370, 552, 3,952 yards, 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Yeah, and you got to figure into that too also that they're A, playing in the cold, and B, uh, Jared Goff still has a surgically repaired thumb. Right. And um, Wolford's been ruled out, so Goff is starting for that game. We go to the we go to the rushing and it, you got Aaron Jones 201 carries, 1104 rushing yards and nine touchdowns to Ackers over there at uh at LA, 145 carries, 625 yards, two touchdowns, but then here's the big here's the big one here and I think this is the perhaps the biggest disparity between the two offenses here. Mm-hmm. Receiving yards. The receiving leader for the LA Rams, Cooper Cup. Yeah. 92 receptions, 974 yards. Three may not even play. May not even he play. He hasn't practiced yet. Devontae Adams. Injury. 115 receptions, 1,374 yards, 18 touchdowns, 13 and a half games played to get all that. So, And what Rams fans are hoping for and what Green Bay is scheming against is the fact that they're going to pair up Jalen Ramsey with Devontae Adams and hopes in slowing him down and making other guys do it. But the thing is, is that you take away one guy, Aaron Rodgers is going to find somebody else. Right. I mean, as he, as he did look at you know, game and a half when, uh, yeah. or, or two and a half so, against the new Orleans saints. Um, he went and found Alan Lazard for 163 yards and two touchdowns um, without Devonte Adams. So Lazard elevated the number one and he still, you know, had a big game. Uh, MVS is a big wild card because he is so fast. Um, he has his moments where he does have a drops. Uh, he had a drop in that uh, last game against the Bears where he had a sure touchdown um, and he dropped it. But, you know, a few plays before that, he had a beautiful 70 yard touchdown that he caught, you know, in stride, full blown right by the coverage because he's really quick. Um, so, you know, Robert Tunyon is their uh, tight end. He had 11, he had 11 touchdown receptions this year. Mm-hmm. Nobody even knew who the hell he was before this year. <laughs> um, he'd been on our team for two years. He didn't even have, I think he had just over like six, 13 receptions, I think, for the first two seasons. So to have 11 touchdown receptions in his third season, I mean, Rodgers has found him to be a very, you know, big part of his game um especially when they go to two two tight end set uh because you don't know if they're going to run and it may look like play action so nobody covers the tight end coming out tight ends running free up the middle and that's where rogers finds them um so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting matchup because you're going with the number one scoring defense against the number one scoring offense right um it's all going to come down to, you know, can Rodgers get rid of the ball quick enough? Can the line hold up? 
where Aaron Donald's not just wreaking tons of havoc. And it's not just Aaron Donald. They have a couple other guys that are pretty good up front too. So I, I um, think in fairness, what it might end up boiling down to is the Rams offense versus the Packers defense. It could be, but I, I still don't think it's going to be that. I still think Green Bay is going to get theirs. Um, you know, they've played some tough defenses this year and, and had no problem with them. The only team that they struggled with, um, and I think it was just a fluke game. It really was, was the uh, the Tampa Bay game. Mm. Um, Rodgers just was off. And I think, honestly, I don't think he was right. He'll never admit to it. But if you remember early in the first quarter when they thought they went up 14 nothing, when Rodgers ran that ball in and he took a good shot going into the end zone, and then he got up and he kind of did that weird like hip thrust for a uh, – you know, celebration. I think he was hurt um, because that play was called back for a hold. And then the next play, he short armed a ball and it didn't get to Adams and ended up at his feet and ended up fourth down and they ended up kicking a field goal and put him up 10 nothing. The next series he had it, he went to throw a ball and that ball had like almost no zip on it and it was picked off for a pick six. And then his next one was picked off too. I don't think he was right. Um, for the rest of that game. And that's when the wheels fell off. Because if you look at the Col- or the uh, Tampa offense, they didn't do much. I mean, Brady threw for 126 yards in that game. But he had three touchdowns because they were set up in the red zone, you know, pretty easily. Um, so outside of that game, though, I mean, they, they're one of the few teams that lit up the Saints this year. Um, the Saints had their full complement of players on the defensive side. And Green Bay still lit them up. So... You know, I look at can teams score against the Rams. When you look at the Rams, like, opponents that they played, um, you know, that had good offenses, like dynamic offenses, and they've only played two teams that had really dynamic offenses this year, and it was the Bills and the Bucks. Bills game, they lost 35-32. Buffalo put up 35 points on them. Sorry, I'm having. Whoa, Siri! Nobody was oh, talking. Oh, hey, to. Siri! One, Siri with an appearance on the podcast, ladies and then and the other one they beat was was Tampa Bay, and it was Brady, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Goff just barely beat him out. Got the game-winning field goal, with two and a half minutes left. You know, he he threw three touchdowns, two interceptions. That was the difference. Um, so you know, you you look at those you look at those two teams. They gave up some points. I mean, they gave up 24 against the Bucks, and they gave up 35 against the Bills. But you look at the rest of the teams they played. They played Dallas. Mm-hmm. They played the Eagles. They played the Giants. They played football team. They played a beat-up, terrible 49ers team. They, beat the, they played the Bears, the Dolphins. Uh, they played Seattle. Seattle's offense, nothing to write home about, I don't think. Uh, you know, they played the 49ers again. They played the Cardinals. Um, they ended up giving up 28 to the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, but they scored 38. Uh, they played the Patriots. I mean, again, late in the season, Patriots were not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played the Jets and gave up 20. They did. They lost. I was there the, for that. They lost to the Jets. Uh, you know, and they played Seattle again. Uh, and then they played the Cardinals. And then last week, again, they played the Seattle uh, Seahawks. So, yes, they have the number one ranked defense. But 
if you look at the guys that they faced that were like true number ones this year, mm-hmm. you would have to point to Stefan Diggs, who went up against Jalen Ramsey. And Diggs didn't have much of a day. Um, Diggs in that game was four for 49 and a touchdown. But the big, the big winner of that game was the secondary receiver. Cole Beasley had six for 100. And then you had Gabriel Davis for 481. I mean, 311 yards passing for Josh Allen in that game. Uh, when you look at the Tampa game and their true number one, uh, at that time, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, you have to go with Mike Evans. Mike Evans was five for 49 and a touchdown. Very similar, almost identical game to Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. But then he also got help from Godwin, who got it. 53 yards and a touchdown. And then Antonio Brown had eight for 57. So the secondary guys are going to have to step up, but then you look at this and you're like, okay, well, the Rams had the number one scoring defense, but did they really play the level of competition that would warrant like saying, okay, yeah, this is a monster, monster defense. It's hard to say if it's fool's gold or they're really that good. I think the truth lies somewhere in between. And I think they're an above average defense. And we've seen what Aaron Rodgers does to above average right. defenses. All right. So uh, we'll copy we'll, Chicago Bears. We'll see. It's going to be a great game to watch. We know that. Really quickly, uh, the injury report, as you mentioned, Brandon John Wolford uh, listed out, as well as uh, Terrell Lewis, the linebacker yeah. for the Rams. Uh, offensive tackle David Edwards and wide receiver Cooper Cup listed as questionable uh, for Green Bay. Uh, we've got Patrick Taylor Jr. and Jared Vel- Veldier. Valdir? Yeah, he's the guy that um did I say his name was, right? Valdir? Yeah, it's, it's Valdir. He uh, was um on their practice squad and he ended up getting picked up by the Colts, but since he was a, a practice squad signing, Green Bay was able to sign him again. So he would have been like the first player to play in two playoff games for two different teams in the same season. Huh. Um, but he won't be because he got the Kobe and ah, he's on the COVID reserve list now. So ah, that's, that's why he's out. All right, and, and I think it's Mercedes Lewis, King, right? Kingsley Keek is uh, is out as well, or actually he's listed as doubtful. Uh, my apologies there. All right, that moves on to game number two of Gear Network interest here. The Baltimore Ravens <laughs> travel to Buffalo to play those Buffalo Bills, and here is an interesting thing. I've been using the matchup predictor uh, with with regards to. Uh, Buffalo Bills matchup specifically when I'm talking about them on trust the podcast with Ryan and more often than not uh, the Buffalo Bills have been heavily favored power football index indicator this time however gives the slight edge to the Baltimore Ravens not by a whole lot 51.4 percent so it's still within the the range of being even but they're they're leaning in favor of Baltimore I don't know. This is going to be a good game, Brandon. I, I think out of this all the games this game. weekend, this is probably the one that's most most prone to an upset. Um, and even in an upset, it's not that big of an upset. Right. Uh, well, I'm, I trust the podcast, I will say. Um, and uh, that'll... I think that's that will already be out before I publish this uh, out for everybody. So, But I, I, I did give the... I gave the, I gave it the same score uh, that Buffalo and Indianapolis had twenty seven twenty four yeah. because I think it's going to be close. Oh yeah, it's but I be. think it's I, it's it's one of those where it can go either way. I picked Buffalo for the sake of the podcast, 
but I really wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore does, in fact, win this game. You still there? Uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking about it. Like, I, I think that Baltimore has a legit chance of winning this game because I, I think that Baltimore has a legit defense. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you watched last week's game where the Colts have a pretty good defense too, I don't think the Colts defense is as good as the Ravens. Uh, I think the Ravens have a better defense. I think the X factor here is, is that Lamar Jackson can move and Phillip rivers can't. Right. Right. I think that was the difference because if you look at what happened to Buffalo on Sunday or was it Saturday, it was Saturday. It was Saturday last week. If you look at what happened to them, they got gouged in the run game. And that is a big component of Baltimore's offense. Is there a run-heavy team? And then they, they, they pretty much play the pass off the run. Um, they set up that pass. And Lamar Jackson will surprise you. He will hit some throws that you didn't think he was going to hit. But it's set up by that offense and they're, and they're running the ball. Um, Buffalo seems to struggle with run game. I mean, they, they had fits with Jonathan Taylor last week. I mean, there was big plays that came out of those things. There was like 57 yard, you know, scampers. And it was like, all of a sudden Colts are in the red zone again. Um, so if Buffalo, if Buffalo's offense is not firing this week and Baltimore kind of, you know, kind of slows them down a bit, they are very susceptible to losing that game because I'm not really sold on Buffalo's defense right now. Oh no, no, no. That's the, and that's the thing. Um, I think that's what's going to kill them covering this team all season. That's been the biggest X factor. It's been, it's been the defense. Some weeks they look really good. And then other weeks they're like, do you even know how to play football? Like, right, exactly. And last week I think was what we got kind of got a mix of both with that bill's defense, because again, it it very well could have gone either way. It could have gone Indianapolis. I mean, the Colts blew that game. Yeah, I mean they they had opportunities. I mean they had a you know potential ten point to fourteen point swing mm-hmm. um, at the end of that half, where they for some reason are going with gadget plays at you know second and goal from the one, hand it off three times and run it up the middle. You don't get there after th- if you can't get an NFL yard. And, you know, running the ball up the middle, you got to run with gadgets. You don't deserve to get in the end zone. You don't even deserve to be in the playoffs. All right. Um, and, and instead of going for it, they, they, you know, they go for it and then they go with some half cocked pass play and, and don't get there. They get no points instead of even three, you go with three. Okay. You feel better. You've got the lead expanded a little more and you put more pressure on Buffalo but Buffalo's riding the high of, hey, we just stopped these guys at the goal line. And now we've got all this timeout, you know, these timeouts and all this time left on the clock. They go down there, march down the field, and they get their touchdown. Like, that's that's a huge momentum swing. That, that's a real big swing, and especially in a three-point game. And, and, you know, the Colts missed a field goal too. So, mm-hmm. you know, that game could have very been won by the Colts. So, you know, if you're a Buffalo Bills fan, I've got both Buffalo Bills fans. I got both Buffalo Bills fans who are like, it's going to be a tough game on Sunday or Saturday. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of nervous about it because Baltimore comes in hot. Lamar Jackson is, he's got that swagger back, that MVP mm-hmm. swagger back that he kind of lost early in the year this year. 
um, you know, and, and the pressure of being home and <clears throat> the expectations, everyone's talking about you now, everyone's, you know, on the Buffalo bandwagon, you've got those people. And then you've got the other chuckleheads who think they're going to, you know, go out there. And in terms of Molly whoop, Oh <laughs> the, God, uh, the Ravens, it's like, Oh God, I'm not scared of Lamar Jackson. He ain't nothing. I'm like, Okay, you don't watch football then. Like Well, you know what it is, people, is uh, like, a lot of a lot of a lot of them are saying uh, <clears throat> sourcing or citing last year's game, Buffalo versus Baltimore, when Buffalo had, had kept it very close with Baltimore and almost won that game. They also had a better defense last year. They, right, they had a way better defense last year. Uh, than they did this year. And that was the right. argument that I actually made with Ryan today when we talked about it. I said, this is a completely different Buffalo Bills team on both ends of the ball. You yeah. know, Josh Allen, I think, is, is is you know, come has come along enough to where he can, he can make something happen. Um, maybe not, you know, last year he was showing signs, of, you know, signs of that and was doing that too. But now he's expected to do it now versus then where it was, you know, maybe he could, maybe he couldn't kind of thing. But you knew the defense had their back. This year, it they've been winning. Uh, they've been winning because of Josh Allen. You yeah. know, last year, last year's Bills team, the twenty, the 2020 Bills team, um, were winning. Dare say, in spite of Josh Allen, and yeah. in this year's team, 2020, 2021, they're winning. They're winning because of him. Not that defense. So that's what it's, in my opinion, that's what it's going to boil down. Uh, Saturday's games, Brandon, obviously we know you have the Packers, Ravens, Bills. Who you got? Uh, I'm torn on this one. But honestly, like watching both these teams and their arcs and where they're headed and where they're at, I, I give the edge to Baltimore because of the defense. Right. Um, I you- just... You and I, my I mean, friend, if we're they gonna... lose, they lose. I mean, right? Yeah, no, I, absolutely, I agree. If they it's lose, it's not going to be that shocking. Like it, oh, no. it's like, oh wow, it's a huge upset that absolutely. Buffalo won. Absolutely, um, I agree with you. I, I don't think no it's a huge upset either way. There's no upset in this unless it's a poor game, in my opinion. It's legit, um, an even money game. But that said, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with the brand, Brandon. Uh, I can talk <laughs> the brand, Brandon, and I'm yes. going with the Buffalo Bills. All right. Uh, this takes us to Sunday. Uh, Browns, Chiefs, who you got? I, I got the Chiefs All right. you know, at home. I think that they're going to turn it on. I think they've kind of been sleepwalking the last few four or five weeks because, mm-hmm. you know, they won the Super Bowl. They didn't really get a lot of challenges this year outside the Raiders. Um, you know, they had a, a close game against the the Chargers. I guess you can call it a close game against uh, against um, Buffalo. You know, it's still like they got Pat Mahomes. I, I just I'm not going to bet against Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, especially the first round mm-hmm. um, at home. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I can't see. I can't see where they they Brandon lose the ESPN's round. The only way I can ball. say it. ESPN's Power Football Index uh, rates uh, 81.3% of ESPN Sports Nation in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and I and I do uh, agree that they are the favorite. The only way that I see this game going the other way is if they have the miscues that the Steelers had last game 
and Cleveland's able to capitalize on them like they were against uh, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But this is a different beast. You, yeah. You've got Pat Mahomes, not Ben Roethlisberger. Right. The other the other X factor is is that Casey's run defense is very suspect. They've struggled with it the entire year. Now, last year, if you remember, Casey's defense wasn't very good either. Um, and so it was kind of like, okay, you know, can these guys make a run? And then all of a sudden the defense became a strong point for the Chiefs. So do they have that gear? Um, because if Cleveland can run the ball and do ball control offense and keep Pat Mahomes on the sidelines and they limit his chances on there and you ask your defense to get one or two stops, you know, would I be shocked if Cleveland won? Yeah, probably. But would it be all that surprising? No, because I, I think that Cleveland is an actually pretty good team. Um, they've, they're pretty well balanced. I mean, they've got a great run game. Mayfield is doing well. Um, they've designed that offense finally for Baker Mayfield with the rollout passing game, play action, but that all is predicated on the run. Um, he's got good wide receivers. He's got good tight ends. Um, he's got Njoku and, and, and Hooper at tight end. So, you, you know, there's some more outlets. You've got Landry in the uh, receiving core. Um, and then you look at their defense. You've got one of the best pass rushers in the league in Miles Garrett. They're getting healthy now and guys off the COVID reserve list in the, in the corners. Um, so the defense is going to be a little stronger. They're going to get their pro Bowl offensive lineman back. So, you know, I mean, Cleveland's going to come in and, you know, they're going to have a little swagger because they, they did kind of slay a beast in their mind. I mean, they've only won two games against Pittsburgh in their last 28 tries. So, you know, maybe it's them kind of getting over that psychological hump and then they're coming out here again and everyone's like, yeah, the Browns ain't winning. Like, Browns are going to get crushed. And, you know, maybe they use that as fuel and maybe something happens. You never know. Um, I, if I was betting, though, I would still take Kansas City. <laughs> All right. I would, too, as, as well yeah. as everybody. Um, I think Cleveland's story is great. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that they finally ended their playoff drought. I love the fact that they got their first win. I kind of part of me kind of wants to see or wouldn't I would really, really enjoy, I find, or I think the um, idea of Buffalo hosting an AFC playoff championship game, AFC championship game against Cleveland. I think it would be incredible, but I think it would be even more credible, incredible if we didn't have the limits, the 6,700 limits or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. House. I mean, that would be tremendous. That said, it is Pat Mahomes. It is the defending champs. They do play in completely differently than every anybody else in this league, and everybody knows that. I don't think the Cleveland Browns uh, are going to win. I'm going to take Pat Mahomes on that uh, on that tidbit alone. And then finally, Brandon, uh, the other final game, Sunday night game, 640, uh, Tampa Bay against New Orleans at the Superdome. Uh, this is another one that falls within that even that 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 range of could go either way. Uh, Power Football Index has fifty three fifty three point six percent of the uh, survey takers, if you will. There choose the New Orleans Saints over the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I personally do not see that happening. It's very difficult for one team to beat another three times in a season. Um, yeah, 
Unless there's the Green Bay Packers beating the Chicago Bears. But. This, is true. this is a very true statement, or anybody <laughs> playing the New York Jets. But uh, who am I kidding? The Jets don't play three times <laughs> a year. Unless you're counting preseason. <laughs> um, but that, anyways, that, that being said, um, I'm actually taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on this one. I know Drew Brees also has a lot of playoff experience and all that stuff, but Tom Brady is the playoffs. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Nobody's won more playoff games than him. You know, he's six Super Bowls, regardless of whether or not they were all in New England in his first season in a brand new system after 20 seasons of the same coach and, you know, the the consistency to do what he did. And clearly he made and he he had his adjustment period or whatever. He threw for 12 interceptions this season, but he still managed to throw for 40 touchdowns. He's still one of the smartest people in the game. He's still Tom freaking Brady. Um, Drew Brees yeah. is on the tail end of his career. The, this may be very well be his last game. And I'm I, I, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I think that I think that the better team coming in here is Tom Brady. I don't in the Buccaneers. I just, they're, Brady plays on a different level when it comes to these big time games. He is definitely big time Tom, and he can. I, I don't think this Buccaneers team that goes in there is going to be the Buccaneers team that New Orleans saw twice before. I don't know. I, I I'm having a hard time agreeing with that. Um, and there's there's a reason that I think is being missed. Um. Tom Brady is in a new offense and that offense is predicated on the long vertical pass. They want to go with the long vertical play. Those things require two things. One is time, time in the pocket to be able to get those guys to develop those routes and go deep. Um, And two average corners or zone defenses. Zone defenses, if you can break the zone, if you can blow through, you know, blow by a safety, you know, make some double moves, get by somebody, uh, you can you can get I'm those. Sorry, I don't mean to be laughing. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing you said. Yeah, as you burst the pettiness that I'm here. So I felt a right here. Yeah, I felt a burp. Kind of was a big one, and I knew it. So very politely, I clicked mute, and I burped. And it was every bit as loud as I imagined it was going to be. So loud, in fact, that apparently Zoom thought I was trying to talk. <laughs> and it gave me the pop-up reminder yeah. over hey, your face mute. saying, press the space button if you just want to say something pretty quickly or something to that effect. Yeah. Uh, so that made me laugh. But I'm sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I think the reason that the Bucks got hammered both times uh, against the Saints is because of their defense. And the fact that their defense matches up really well with Tampa's scheme. And I think that I don't think Brady's going to have the time that he had like against say Chicago last week. Um, I think, I think Tampa is very much a, I think they could be a fool's gold type of team where you look at the numbers, you look at all these things, kind of like the Rams were like the Rams were like, wow, the Rams defense, number one in scoring defense, 
but then you look at their opponents and it becomes a little less impressive. Uh, I think you can say the same about, about the, uh, the saints or not the saints, the, uh, the bucks, like they lost those two games to the saints. The first game of the season, you kind of excuse that you're like, okay, you know, they haven't played together. Weird COVID off season, new guys, of course, there's going to be some rust there. So then they go out and they get some confidence by beating the Panthers, Broncos, and Chargers. Somehow, inexplicably, they lose to the Bears. And then they go hammer the Packers, the Raiders, and the Giants. And you think, okay, Bucks are on the right path. They're now 6-2. and two, And they're coming in to play New Orleans. And they're at home. And then they get the shit kicked out of them, 38 to three. Uh, and, so, and then you're like, oh, great. You know, they're, they're in trouble again. And then they go and they play the Panthers and they destroy the Panthers. Then they barely beat or barely lose to the Rams. They lose the same score to the Chiefs, two good teams as well. And then you look, they beat the Vikings, Falcons, Lions, and Falcons to close out the season and then played a pretty thin and not very good bears team or not bears team. Um, they played in the, uh, the playoff game against uh, what do they just play? The bears played the saints, the, bear, the, bears the Washington played... football team. Sorry. They played the Washington football team. Tampa yeah, right, the Bucks played the football team. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's a good win, but you know, is anybody going, you know, look out for those, Washington football team. I mean, they had troubles with a guy who was taking online courses at Old Dominion, uh, you know, running around as quarterback, put up 23 points and got with, you know, got the ball back to try to go and tie that game. Um, yes, Brady looked good against Washington's defense, but again, Washington plays a zone. Um, and they were able to break the zone and 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 get more points. So I'm not so sure that like you can pencil this one in and say, oh, the Bucks are hot right now and the, the Saints are not so much. I think the – Well, I don't, I'm not penciling it because of well, that. I, I think I, a lot of people are. I, I for me, that, it's more – for me, it's more what I've seen, what I feel, you know, in terms of the whole it's hard to beat the same team. If the, if, if, if the Buccaneers let one team beat them three times, there's, there's a – there's a big problem there. I, I, well, if there's a team that beats them three times, it's going to probably be the Saints. Like, no, I guess, I guess, yeah. They're not. I mean, they're so you, team. so you have the Packers, the Ravens, uh, the Chiefs, the and, the Chiefs and the Saints. Yeah, I've got the Packers, the Bills, the Chiefs, Chiefs and, and the, the Bucks. Bucks. So, yeah. all right, we'll see. We'll go fifty-fifty. Yeah. We'll, we'll see who fifty-fifties. We'll yeah, see. I just, I don't know. Like, I think that. New Orleans defense kind of has Brady's number. I mean, he threw what? Like the first game, you can go, okay, well, let's excuse that cuz, you know, it was the first game that that the uh the Bucks had all those guys together, but I mean, Brady threw two interceptions in that game. And then they played the second game where he's had the time and he threw three interceptions and no touchdowns. So there's something that the Saints defense is doing to confuse and frustrate Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady threw what? 10 picks this year? Uh, is that the number? Yes. 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 I believe that he threw yes. 10 picks, right? No, he threw 12, 12, 
but like almost half of those came against the Saints. All right. That's a very fair point. Played 14 other games and got seven interceptions. All right. All right. Well, I guess we will see. It's going to be uh, interesting. We will convene next week. And do that. Uh, really quickly, uh, two more clear, notes. I'm a big Tom Brady guy. Uh, one, uh, on the sports analyst board, Brandon, Alberto Ortiz. See. Captain New York. Uh, writes, did Urban Meyer get Justin Fields to switch schools? Question mark. UGA. Arrow pointing OSU. Serious question. Berto, Urban Meyer ain't going to draft Justin Fields first overall. We're not getting Trevor Lawrence, man. Sorry. Focus that energy. Focus that energy on Sala and getting us the the uh, Denzel or not Denzel Mims. What the hell? Um, Devontae Smith. Do that. That's number one. And number two, I can finally say, Brandon, after 40 years on this planet, uh, that a goal, a, a dream of mine finally came true. Came true last Saturday. I finally got to hear an F-bomb on Nickelodeon. <laughs> so there's that. What else you got, man? You're laughing at this. I'm laughing at this meme that just got posted. Uh-huh. <laughs> it says Scotty Pippen out here looking. Dude, like- I freaking just saw that in the corner no, of my no. eye on, on Sports <laughs> Analyst here. Like, what the hell? <laughs> looking like a retired Redskins logo. <laughs> Oof. Good God. Holy that is, shit. yeah, that's, that is a hell of a way to end it. You know what? Scott, Scotty Pippen. You uh, you shine on, you crazy diamond, you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With that being said, that's going to end it for this oh, edition man. of the Listening Podcast on the Gear Radio Network. Again, hey, uh, the uh, in the in the episode description, if you are uh, hankering for some energy, uh, click that link in our episode bio. It'll take you to repsports.com and enter the promo code GEAR for fifteen percent off on uh, Ray's Energy Drinks and Rep Sports products as well. Listening to the commercials start to finish uh, in this entire podcast, that helps us greatly, and we thank you for that. Uh, again, uh, just for the hell of it, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Brody Lee. Get a shirt for, uh, for uh, my old pal Brody Lee. Uh, Going to do that all month <laughs> for this, uh, just because. Why not? Um, and uh, that's about it. Brandon, great podcast, my man. Let's do it again. <laughs> Uh, very soon, shall we? Yeah, next week, man. All right, next week. Good day to you, sir. Good day to you. So long, everybody. Good night now. Flavor Flavor, yeah, boy, for my new coach. Yeah, boy. Hang on, one more thing before you go. Remember, listen to our sponsors following this podcast, as that does help this podcast and this network out in a way that we appreciate very, very much. So if you could just ride it out 30 to 60 more seconds after this podcast is over, listening to those commercials it would be doing us a very very big solid and again we thank you this has been a presentation of the gear radio network for more log on to gearnetwork.com